Good morning and thank you for joining Downstate Abbey. I continue to pray for and do what I can from my position in society to advocate for the state that I love. I hope that you will join me in doing the same. I'm sure many of you are on many different levels. This is a fight like we have never seen before. We have a governor who is jeopardizing everything that is sacred. Everything. Our children's safety, the the very safety, the very fabric of our communities. We have a governor, and let, let me just trace this back for anyone who hasn't been following along here. We have a governor, okay, for starters, who has had a very, very troubling sequence of decades of his political career that's really been wrought with a lot of controversy, a lot of dishonesty, you know, set up an ethics board, dismantle it when it gets too close to his own pursuits, you know, and that that's years ago. Ushered in in 2020 has been some of the most disgusting legislation known to man. If you have not read the bail reform yet that Governor Cuomo ushered in, please take the time to do it. You will read 200 crimes that people have committed and have been released back into the communities to recommit or worse because of Andrew Cuomo. Talk to people in law enforcement. Ask them what they think of this bail reform, okay, where you can you can risk your life as a law enforcement officer to go to a domestic violence call, which by the way, much of the time when an officer loses his or her life in the line of duty, it's domestic violence calls. I mean, how often? You read it, you read it almost on the daily. Somewhere in our nation, some, some brave man, man or woman of law enforcement loses their life because they show up and the perp is, you know, just out of control and they either end up getting shot or, you know, some means by which their life is ended trying to protect the domestic violence victim. Okay, so keep that in mind as you read through the bail reform, the the list of 200 crimes that Governor Cuomo says, you know, if somebody commits this crime, we're just going to give them an appearance ticket. An appearance ticket. That's a joke. Listen to me when I say I got a ticket myself back in September for what, what else? Okay, there was speeding. And my inspection wasn't done. Now, this was right after Labor Day. <clears throat> I, had, I had a hard time getting my vehicle in. It expired August, okay? So, whatever. Life is busy. It got past me. We have multiple vehicles, multiple drivers in our household. It got past me. Fine. But I did have a hard time getting in right away to my garage. And then we had an issue where, you know, I had to figure out what was going on with, you know, a light that, you know, a sensor had to drive it around a bit. We've all been there, right? You drive it around. If the light's still off in 40 miles, bring it back in, you know, just whatever. So this was literally the week after Labor Day and I I got pulled over for speeding, you know, it wasn't anything really off the charts, nothing, nothing really, really excessive, but whatever. I got a ticket. Okay. So this is September. You want to know when my, my court date is for this? February 22nd, 2021. We have such a backlog in our legal system right now. It's a joke. 
I mean, explain to me how we can just give people, you know, free reign to do, honestly, whatever they want. Small claims court, I, I was told locally, that, you know, they're not even taking cases on anymore. They're so backlogged. I mean, and, and this is just, okay, it's a horrible thing to have somebody's hard-earned money stolen from them in one way or another that would render them, you know, thinking to pursue small claims court to get that money back if, if it was stolen from them in some way. You know, whether you paid a contractor, they didn't do a job, they did a horrible job, whatever. Okay, but take that. And now take it to the upper levels of, you know, violent crimes being committed against people. And then throw in that bail reform where if someone does commit a crime, and let's take it back to the domestic violence instance, which is running rampant. People have been closed up with each other far too long. You know, families are, you know, we're meant to be together, not 24 hours a day. I'm going to tell you that right now. We've got substance issues uh, issues soaring. We've got mental health issues soaring. We've got people who are stressed beyond belief, trying to work, trying to homeschool multiple children. This is a bad time for our communities. And now you add to it the mess of this bail reform. Andrew Cuomo, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed of anyone with a conscience would read through this bail reform and say, hey, even if this is well intended, this is a mess. And he was told by law enforcement, he was told by concerned citizens, various victims advocacy groups, Cuomo, please, this is a horrible idea. Don't sign it. Did he care? No. Signed it. Okay. About a year ago, people were up in arms because we we knew, we knew as soon as the clock strikes, 12.01 a.m., January 1, 2020, this law was going to go into effect. And with it, disastrous implications. Disastrous. I mean, I saw a report from West Seneca Police Department, over, I think it was last week, I mean, the very thing that's happening across our state on the daily, this one got reported and, you know, made it to whatever online medium of news. I think it was actually on Facebook. I think the West Seneca Police Department actually posted it themselves. You know, you got a guy who commits, you know, a domestic violence act, okay, violent act against, against a woman and gets processed. You know, he got arrested. She obviously called the police, whatever the case may be. I, I really skimmed the article because I only have so much brain power every day to try to wrap around the insanity that we're living in. But the basic gist of it was he committed a violent act against a woman. Police did what they do and processed it and <clears throat> had to release him with a ticket to appear in court <laughs> at, at a later date, like whatever that later date may be. So, you know, please, we, we're just going to trust that you're not going to go back and beat the snot out of this woman. Well, guess what? Hours later, same residence, 911 call. Help, he's back. He's trying to kill me. This is going on constantly, people. And there's some women who just aren't calling the cops because they know if they call the cops, (laughs) if they call the cops, this guy, if he does get taken down to the station, gets an appearance ticket. And then you just better get ready for all hell to break loose. This is disgusting. This is disgusting, and it's going on. And now we have kids trapped in homes. They can't even get into school during the day because, you know, we've taken it upon ourselves to hide from a virus with a 99.997 recovery rate. And we're closing down schools, which are proven time and again to be about the safest place for kids with regard to coronavirus, any version of coronavirus, whether it's COVID-19 or any of the predecessors of it. This is disgusting. 
what, really, what, imagine you're a kid. How safe, Governor Cuomo, are you keeping our children? And when I say our children, I'm talking collectively statewide. I'm not talking just the human beings born of my body. Because, you know, as a woman, I have a responsibility to look out for everyone's child and treat everyone's child's interests as though they are every bit as important as the interests of my own. You know, the people on the planet that I love beyond words, okay, every kid is that precious. So, you know, women, it's time to start rising up and pushing back. What is being done to victimize children and women and families by way of the horrible, horrible laws of Andrew Cuomo? We cannot just sit by and stand for it. I mean, if you look at the bail reform, you look at crimes that, honestly, they weave their way right into child trafficking. They really do. The stuff that people can get away with and just be given, oh, here's a ticket, here's a ticket. Our legal system prior to 2020 is an absolute joke. You have people who've committed some of the most disgusting crimes against children, and they get, you know, they get a sentence, and then they get out for good behavior because there's no children to rape in prison, so good behavior, you're out, and then they're put on parole, and pre-2020, our state had lost track of, I think, like 3,500 parolees, so you're talking about people who probably really shouldn't even be out of prison to begin with, but we have parole boards that are corrupt, parole boards who don't care, not everyone, but some that are absolutely ridiculous, and we'll talk about that another time, but downstate communities, they've got some parole boards that are just plain from the underworld, Let, let's admit it, it is what it is, you people are nasty, I mean really, the, the people that are being allowed back into our communities because of the parole board, unbelievable unbelievable it's like if you're gonna pick the side of good or evil these boards have picked the side of evil you know hands down black and white it is what it is own it okay but we have a state where we literally have thousands of parolees missing in action you know we have a governor who just you know (laughs) blanketed you know basically pardoned parolees whether you had finished up your parole you know had proven like hey you know what I'm taking all the steps I need to to get my life on track Whether or not you've done that, Governor Cuomo gave parolees the right to vote. You know, um, why, why does Governor Cuomo take the side of crime time and again? Why? Why is he letting criminals, why is he letting inmates, including murderers and child rapists, out of prison so they don't catch COVID-19 in prison? That's literally what he is doing. It's literally what he's doing. Go back to March, Monroe County, 50 inmates dumped out. And the sheriff in that county was like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's like, we didn't even get a heads up what was going on. This was just a directive that came down from the governor through the chain of command, through his minions, and boom, you have to release these 50 guys. 15 of whom were sex offenders, three of whom were convicted child rapists. And you know what we the taxpayers did? We put the child rapists up in a Holiday Inn somewhere out there. And I think it was Greece, New York. Where are they now? Where? No, really, Andrew Cuomo, where are they now? Andrew Cuomo, where are the three convicted child rapists that were put into the Holiday Inn in Greece, New York back in March? Where are they now? Were they? And here's the thing. 
these inmates aren't being even cl- I mean if you're going to make this about COVID which it isn't I mean let's be honest here nobody's that stupid well I don't know I, apparently there are some people who aren't seeing it for what it is but let's just look at this practically let's pretend for a second that Andrew Cuomo is really trying to look into our best interests and keep keep us New York safe and New York smart and smartness and safeness is what precipitated the decision to release child rapists from prison wouldn't there be a COVID test on the way out like wouldn't you be like hey we're gonna release you because we don't want you to catch covid let's make sure you don't have covid 19 before we release you nope that's not happening it's just being oh you're over age 55 oh you have hypertension oh you're diabetic yeah you better get out of the prison there you go there you go there you go pedophiles oh and by the way kids are all out of school yep oh they're all out so you know are, is everyone seeing how disgusting this is? Is everyone seeing how disgusting this is? People Magazine, as you're nominating this creep for one of the people of the year, are you seeing how disgusting this is that you're nominating somebody who puts pedophiles back out into communities, pulls kids out of schools, puts pedophiles in that very same community intentionally? This is disgusting. This is disgusting. And it's going on. And now we're talking about, oh, the second wave. We're going to shut down more schools. We're going to dump out even more inmates. I think we're up to about over 7,000 right now that have been released. Add that to the 3,500 parolees. Now, here's the thing. I, I have an incredible amount of compassion for people who are caught up in the, in the penal system. I think our jail system in this state is, is broken. I'm not going to say beyond repair, but I don't see anybody really making the changes necessary to bring about the change that needs to happen to make our judicial system, our penal system, something that actually aligns with justice. Okay, There's people rotting in jail cells who should not be. We should have programs in place to get people who are in there for nonviolent crimes up, out, productive members of society. Yeah, you've, you've finished what you need to do to get through your parole period of time. Yeah, you, you are able to vote again. Absolutely. What can we do to help support your journey back to wholeness in your life? But what we have instead is a governor who just victimizes us repeatedly by putting people back out into our communities who have no business being there. Pedro Vincent Barcia, the guy slashed a woman to death back in 2018 in front of a cell phone store. I think it was in the Bronx. Multiple witnesses saw him do it. He was caught on surveillance footage doing it killing this woman when cops arrived his question was is she dead yet i hope so imagine if that was your daughter slashed bleeding out on a street watching her her life just slip away second by second breath getting more shallow more shallow imagine that it was your daughter and then your governor because the guy that did it the guy that everybody knows did it is over 55 years old, The governor, our, your governor decides to put this guy back out on the street. The guy who was awaiting trial for this crime. That's how screwed up our judicial system is. Why is a guy like this, a year and a half later, awaiting trial? He did it. It's on tape. Multiple witnesses. And we let, and your governor, Andrew Cuomo, let this guy loose. Oh, and by the way, this was back in March. So this is how he got his 
COVID-19 jailbreak off to a robust start. People like that, sociopaths like that, stalked, stabbed, stood over a woman as she bled out. This is what's going on, New York. Wake up. Wake up. We're not keeping track of criminals, but if people stand too close in a restaurant, oh, they're reported. Contact tracing. Really? Go contact trace the pedophiles. Go contact trace the domestic violence perps. Go contact trace the purveyors of child pornography. Go read the 200 crimes on bail reform and make a little check mark next to all the ones that involve victimizing children. Governor Cuomo, you are a disgrace. People who perform and promote and purvey obscene sexual acts by children are getting appearance tickets. Businesses that are are staying open, trying to, you know, feed their families, feed their employees, you're shutting them down. But you're letting the people that peddle child porn continue to peddle child porn. Same with the heroin dealers. I, mean, I, as a business owner, I just want the same rights as heroin dealers during all of this because they were allowed to stay open. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. Go look up some of the drug busts that happened during this time. You know, drug busts where you know, copious amounts of fentanyl were found. So people obviously had intentions of killing other people. There's no other reason why you have fentanyl on hand with your heroin unless you're trying to selectively kill people off. Don't be stupid. And these are people who Governor Cuomo puts right back into our communities. While the person, you know, trying to make a living, you know, as let's say a barber or let's say, um, you know, a massage therapist who helps people overcome chronic pain and keep them off painkillers. Somebody who, you know, tries to run a restaurant, a food delivery service, or, you know, a little sit-down place where people can come in and talk and enjoy the human experience. You know, industries that support agriculture on a grand scale, both domestically as a nation and globally. He's shutting those people down. But you want to peddle fentanyl-laced heroin? It's game on. Go for it. If we catch you, you're going to get a ticket. And by then, you're going to be out of the state. This is what's going on, people. And so help me God, everybody who sees this for what it is needs to rise up and start paying attention and start pushing back. You've got a governor who, if somebody shows up at a Christmas Eve service and days later they get tested and they they are, in fact, COVID-19 positive, you know what's going to happen to that church? Shut down. Shut down because that's New York smart. Never mind if the person that tests positive, you know, was at the mall the day before, wherever, wherever. The church is what's going to get shut down. Okay? The church. Now, the people downstate, God bless you, man. I, I grew up upstate, you know, fields and flowers and farm life. But I'm telling you right now, I think I identify more of these people downstate because they're not taking any smack anymore. These parents of, you know, school age children, they're showing up and they're saying, you want to know what? You're not shutting our schools down, Cuomo. You're not shutting our schools down, de Blasio. You want to know what? We're the people who show up to work. We're the people that show up at the hospitals. We're the people that show up in the essential industries. And you are shafting us left, right, and sideways, keeping us from being able to do our jobs keeping us from being able to support our communities, support our families. And what what's the option? I, I went through this before. Really, what is the 
logic behind shutting schools down. People have to work for a living, Andrew Cuomo. Not everybody is born into wealth and privilege and can just bulldoze their way through life, stealing money from taxpayers, padding their salaries while everybody else struggles. Not everybody has that life, Andrew. Sorry to break it to you, but not everybody does. The people that are paying your salary, Andrew Cuomo, are the people that are busting their butts day in and day out. They're the people who are doing some of the most menial tasks that are some of the most profound acts of humanity, caring for patients, caring for the vulnerable, They're the people who you are absolutely trampling with your horrible policies. And then on top of it, you endanger their children by putting creeps right right into the community that they live in. In some cases, right into the apartment buildings that they live in. This is a disaster. Andrew Cuomo's leadership is a disaster. Okay? This has got to stop. You people downstate, you, you seem to be getting it. And I love that. Push back. Push back, please. I am begging you. And I would love to hear from anybody who lives in the downstate communities because upstate needs to wake up. Really, we need to wake up to what is really going on here, which is total government oppression of the people. We have a government where literally our children are being endangered by the policies of our of our governor and nobody's doing anything. Nobody's doing enough. It's time, people. It's time. This is the most corrupt government. I I can't even put to words how disappointed and disgusted I am with it. I I just, I can't even find the words that adequately describe the level of disgust that we should all be feeling for this. Truly, truly. So as, you know, we start seeing and hearing the key words here, the second wave, the surge, red zone, yellow zone, take a moment to understand what people downstate our understanding and pushing back against and showing up at City Hall and saying, yeah, no, you're not shutting our school down. Because here's the inconsistency. A school, you know, this little microcosm within itself could have an unbelievably low infection rate. You know, might have a kid who tests positive, go home, self-resolve, stay out for two weeks, you know, whatever. That, And I, I understand that. I, I understand there's a lot to this virus, but that's practical. You got a guy, you got a kid who tests positive. Okay. Okay, 14-day quarantine. Okay, that, that's a good starting point. Shutting down the whole school, the whole class, stop. Just stop. Just stop right there. Because as I've said before, who, where do you put those kids then? Oh, in a daycare. Oh, good. So let's expose them to a whole different pool of kids. Or, you know, grandma and grandpa watch them. Oh, great. Let's expose grandma and grandpa to this horrible logic. I mean, come on. Where's the science? Nobody pays attention to virology here. You know, Andrew Cuomo doesn't pay attention to, you know, the science of the mind, psychology, criminal psychology. I guess he ignores that science where it points directly to the fact that people who commit violent crimes against children, especially of a sexual nature, they generally do it over and over as long as they're given opportunity to Andrew Cuomo. There's the science behind that. Okay, so why in the world are you going against science with your horrible social policies? Question mark. Answer the question, Andrew Cuomo. Why? Why does science only matter, pick and choosy, when it's politically advantageous to you, Andrew Cuomo? Question mark. Answer the question. Okay, because what's happening with these yellow zone, you know, orange zone, whatever, there can be a community where there's a surge. And again, do some investigation on just how reliable these tests are. Just do it. 
find out what Elon Musk found out, okay? Find out what the guy who developed the COVID test has to say about it, that it's not completely reliable. There's a very huge element of error with these testings. So you can have a community where there's a high positive test rate that may or may not be accurate, where people may or may not be sick, where people may or may not be self-resolving. And what do they do? They take the school within that area. Oh, we're going to shut the school down. Why? Oh, we're going to, we're going to, and I guarantee we're going to shut the churches down within that area, even though the community within that church may or may not test positive at all. And even if they do, okay, the person that tests positive, you know, go quarantine for 14 days. Everybody else doesn't get locked down. That, that would be the smart approach here. What is happening to target the basic tenets of our society, education, houses of worship is disgusting. A virus with a 99.997 recovery rate, people. Okay, well, we don't know the long-term effects about the virus. You know, we don't. And you know what else we don't know? Well, actually, we do. What's the long-term effect of a kid getting parked in front of a electronic device for 12, 16 hours a day? What's the long-term effect of that? Go read up on what that's doing to kids' brains if we're going to talk about long-term effects of anything here. And, cause, and don't fool yourself into thinking that there aren't kids who are treating this virtual learning like, a, like an opportunity to game all day, all night, because that's what's happening. Some of it's survival for parents and others, you know, just laziness and others just, it is what it is. Okay. But don't think we're not causing long-term damage to our children, to the next generation, to our future, to the people who will one day be taking care of us. Don't think we're not causing profound damage by these shutdowns for a virus, again, with a 99.997 recovery rate. Okay, the damage being done is profound. And you know when it stops? When we push back enough. All right, we've got a governor who is who has completely demoralized the police force in this state. And, and they're going to be the ones that show up and arrest people for trying to have their businesses open, trying to be able to pay their bills, trying to be able to pay their own health insurance premiums by staying open, trying to provide rent money for their employees. Those are the people that are getting shut down while the heroin dealers get to just do their thing. Pedophiles just do your thing. Here's your court date. Oh, it's back six months. Sorry about that. We'll see you then. This is disgusting, people. It's time to push back. We cannot allow this to happen to our children's future. I love you all. Do something amazing today.